Welcome to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. This bi-weekly podcast is designed to be a safe space to admit what we truly believe in our hearts. There's a huge difference between having biblical knowledge floating around in our heads and actually believing that it's true. Until God's truth makes its way into our hearts, nothing changes. We'll be doing a mix of solo episodes and interviews with friends who have experienced the freedom that comes when head knowledge becomes heart knowledge. We'll talk about overcoming lies in our relationships, mental health struggles, and the way we see ourselves. The truth will set you free so that you can walk every day in the freedom God desires for you. It's time to let go of those pressures, insecurities, and burdens. That's not yours to carry. Thanks for joining us. Can I ask you a question? What's holding you back? Do you have a fear of failure or rejection in your career? Are you burnt out or do you have conflict in your marriage that you can't seem to get past? Do you need to be discipled as you go through a life transition? Kate Petrie was a guest on this podcast and she's a coach that helps leaders be transformed in Christ so they can serve others with clear strategy and confidence. Those are two things we all need a little bit more of, right? You may be wondering, she coaches leaders, so how do I know if I'm a leader? A leader is just simply someone who serves others. So you could be a mom, an employee, an intern, a ministry volunteer, any role that serves other people. Kate coaches her clients to evaluate their fears and shift their mindset to follow God's word so they could overcome whatever is getting in the way of their goals and dreams. Because transformation doesn't happen alone, right? You need to have the right people around you to support you and ask you the right and sometimes difficult questions. I know I would not be who I am or where I am today without the right people and coaches in my life. You can book an absolutely free discovery call with Kate today where you'll find clarity about what's holding you back, strategic steps to start moving forward, and a lot of encouragement in your God-given purpose. So you can go to katepetrie.com slash coaching to book your free call today. And don't worry, I already put the link in the show notes for you. So go ahead, book your free call, and we'll jump right back into your episode. Welcome back to Head to Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Markham. Today I'm bringing a brand new guest. And Cassie, I would just love if you introduce yourself, share whatever you want, who you are, Give us an idea of what you do, family, fun facts, whatever you want to throw in there. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny, so much for having me. My name is Cassie Gosen, and I currently live in Brainerd, Minnesota. I've been here for just over 11 years. I am a wife. I have six kids that I homeschool. So I'm going to say a pre-apology if anyone sneaks into my office while... We are recording. Um, They're watching a movie. So hopefully it goes well and we won't be interrupted. But that is a huge part of my life. And one fun fact, uh, one time I was on a mission trip in Africa and I thought it was a good idea to pet an alligator. (laughs) Or maybe it was a crocodile. I can't remember. Maybe a crocodile. I think it was alligators. Alligators are Florida, right? Yeah. Florida Disney World type thing. (laughs) Yep. No, it was a crocodile and it was about 10 feet long. 
and apparently it had a name. I don't know. Now that I look back on it, I think that was ridiculous. And my kids think it's really funny. And I say, don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when that happened? I, I was 19. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was young and adventurous. That's funny. I love that. It'd be funny if you were like, oh, it was actually last year. <laughs> no, no, I was 19. And I, at the time, I think it was just an adrenaline rush. It was like, yeah. you can pet this crocodile. And I was thinking, one other chance in my life, I'm going to have to pet a crocodile. And so I have picture proof of it. It's on my Facebook. Anyone can go find it. Uh, but I don't, I don't recommend doing that because I just now have the understanding that these are wild animals not to be messed with. <laughs> With time, we get wiser. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Praise so, the Lord. Cassie, what have you been set free from? So I have been set free from this feeling of needing to rush ahead. Or maybe another way to say it is that I'm I'm set free from the feeling that I'm missing out on something better. And right now is a really beautiful place to be. And I like to call this space the in-between space because I'm further than where I was, but I'm not quite where I'm going. And I'm learning to embrace all that God has for me in this extraordinary space that sometimes feels mundane or maybe a little bit daily grindish. But this space right here in between is so beautiful and I don't want to miss any of it. Yeah. Wow. And how did that happen in your life? So it it happened through a process after, I think mostly when I became aware that I was living in this, always looking forward having massive feelings of, of missing out FOMO as, you know, popular culture co- calls it. I think I was probably after I had my second son, I, I just had this feeling like, I feel like I'm missing out on everything because I got married and then within two years I had two kids and I felt like, oh, now I'm really stuck inside in my home, being a mom of two kids close in age. And I just felt like there was nothing exciting happening. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know exactly when or what the circumstances were that the Lord really convicted me, but I felt like the Lord just said right now is beautiful. And Mm -hmm. right now is so special. And you're going to look back and wish you could remember every moment. And in that, I realized there are beautiful things ahead. And I want to look forward to the promises of God. I want to look forward to all that he has for me. But I also don't want to miss these moments because in these moments, beautiful things are happening. And that was probably about nine years ago. And so in that time from then until now, There have been so many times where I've just had to readjust my focus and say, this is beauty. This is purpose. This is part of God's big dream for my life. And I get to embrace it. Yeah, I think that's so true because I journal all the time. I'm a journaling aholic. (laughs) I love that. Um, But I think part of the reason why that works so well for me is because I am very future minded. So actually writing down what I did each day helps me to realize that there's purpose right now, that I don't always have to look forward to something. Otherwise, I'd always be looking backwards and be like, oh, why didn't I, why didn't I enjoy that more? Why didn't I, why wasn't I more present there? Because that was a really good time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm a future person too. I'm a big vision person. I'm a big, um, big dreams with a big God person. And so it's easy for me to get caught in what is God calling me to and not where is God in, in this moment right now? Where is God calling me to be present in these daily actions that can feel very mundane? And I, when I look back, I, I really do recognize that in my twenties, before I got married at 26, there was a lot of space in my life in my early twenties where I had that, I want to, I want to be married. And I was so focused on, I want to be married that I think I missed some beautiful things that probably happened. And I can remember defining moments and I can remember beautiful things that happened in my early twenties, but I think I was so focused on getting married (laughs) that there was things about my singleness that I missed. And looking back, I go, I really, I should have soaked that, that specialness of that time or that season up a little bit more. Mm, Yeah, that's true. This could happen at any point in our lives, not just when you have two kids, but it could happen when you're graduating high school or when you're in the middle of college, when you're single, when you have five kids or no kids, anytime. Yeah. So I know that this is such a profound yet simple concept and it's changed my life too. And I told you before we started recording, like, wow, I'm so excited to talk about this with you. But I would love it if you just gave us some examples of this truth in scripture and where we read about this. Yes. Okay. So there is, there's two men who come to mind immediately for me in this, and they, they have similar, but different stories. And the first one is kind of, I always say that when I get to heaven, I cannot wait to sit down with Joseph and have some, some chats. Um, Not only is, is Joseph, you know, the youngest of all these brothers, I have six brothers, so I can relate to having a lot of brothers. Uh, (laughs) I can also relate to being very young and having big God dreams that felt like God deposited something in my heart that I just couldn't shake that it was him. And I couldn't shake telling everyone, this is what God's put in me. And so when I look at Joseph, I look at this, this kid who had this, this dream that he didn't understand completely, but he had this sense that this is a God dream. And you can feel that when you're reading in Genesis, you can feel this. He has this sense of calling and purpose on his life and he has his brothers come against him. And we all know the story of being sold into slavery, being put into jail, um, unjustly, you know, waiting in jail, even you know, asking for someone to ask on his behalf to be let out of jail. And that doesn't even happen. And that, you know, they forget about him. And through all of this, I see Joseph as this person who had to have this, this delayed gratification in the promises of God, but he never wasted an opportunity to be a man of character to, and to grow his character into the person that could sustain the calling. Because I think that when Joseph had the dream at the very beginning of the story, he had no clue how that would play out. He, I, I doubt he, he had any idea that it would mean second in command in Egypt. You know, he didn't have this mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, the stars and the moon and the bowing down That's <laughs> happen because I'm going to be the second in charge in Egypt. I don't think he had that specific idea of that, but he did have this thing that this is something that God has put in me that I'm going to do. And I don't know how it's all going to play out. And in the meantime, in the pit and in the jail, and as he's being forgotten over and over again, I believe, and you can see it, that he 
had favor wherever he went. When he was in Potiphar's house, when he was in the jail, he had the favor of the Lord on him and he didn't waste that. He really was able to cultivate his character to sustain and maintain the calling when he was put in charge of Egypt to be the man of God that would set into motion one of the most incredible stories of the people of Israel. I also thought of Joseph when I first like wrote that question for you. I was like, you know, we probably will end up mentioning Joseph. I could talk about Joseph all day long. And there's so many beautiful things about his story. When you look through his story in the last chapters of Genesis. Um, But the other person I thought of that this one kind of surprised me was King David. And when King David was anointed king, um, this happened obviously way before it actually happened. It wasn't like he was anointed. He had a parade into the castle and was crowned, right? There was all of these crazy stories that happened between David actually becoming king. And for him, he had to fight hard. He had to run for his life. He had to, um, you know, his uh, predecessor wasn't the most wonderful person in the world. And so he had a lot coming against him in a totally different way than Joseph did. So David went from being the shepherd boy to killing a giant to being anointed for king, but then he was on the run and he was being chased for his life because of the promise of God on him. And in that, it wasn't as much of a waiting game as it was with Joseph. It was more of a, I've got to fight to stay in the space that God has me. And even in that, if you read through chronologically the story of David and and Saul and Jonathan and all the characters and puzzle pieces that fit together to bring this story to to David actually becoming the king of Israel. Oh my goodness. There are so many things that set him up to be a man after God's own heart. And that only could have happened because of that in-between space. Yeah, you're so right. I think that maybe this is something I've observed in Christian circles in general. So there are, of course, what we call prophetic words, right? Mm-hmm. Where someone will pray over someone else and feel like they get a word from God for that other person. And it could be about something that person will do in the future. And those are great. I have nothing against them. I think the problem comes when we only focus on the these words we've received and we're like, God's going to do amazing things in my life. He's going to use me in such amazing ways. But our eyes are only on those future promises, future words. And we completely neglect what we're doing today. Like it doesn't matter. Oh, I could not agree with you more. And I think for my journey, that's been a huge part of it is realizing that in this space in between, I have so much not only offer to my current circumstances, but to learn from my current circumstances that will set me up for everything that the Lord has for me Mm -hmm. in the future. So for me, I am leaning in to all that God has for me. I'm leaning in to all of my present circumstances to gain as much as I can. And in that, I am also becoming who God called me to be so, so that in the future, I can do all that he's called me to do. But there's the both. I'm not just waiting 
to do any great thing or any dream he's put in my heart or any big vision he's giving me. I'm not just sitting here going, okay, I'm waiting for that to happen. I need to become in the process, the woman of God that he's called me to become so that I can fulfill all of those things and all of those callings and, and even desires that he's placed in my heart to fulfill. Yeah. I, and what I hear in that too, is that as you're becoming who God wants you to be, you're going to have the character to sustain that calling in the future. Yes. That is so good. (laughs) That's just gold right there. It's Um, so good. How would you encourage listeners to identify if they are starting to slip into that mindset in their life of, you know, this is, it's kind of meaningless where I'm at right now, or it's just the daily grind. It doesn't really matter. How could they pinpoint if they're starting to slip into that? Yeah, this is, I love this question, Jenny, because it, it brings it into a really practical space. And especially in the area of social media and technology, I think all of us at some point have struggled with FOMO. Somebody's on vacation in a beautiful place. <laughs> us, you know, us Minnesota girls were like, please take me there. <laughs> um, but, but how do you identify that? Like, what does that actually look like? And I, I identified three areas that I would say, if you find yourself slipping into these three things, you might be slipping into this, oh, this is mundane and missing out on what God has for you right now in this in-between space. So number one would be anxious thoughts. And the Bible is very clear to not be anxious about anything. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, offer your request to God. And if you find yourself in a spiral of anxious thoughts, this is a really good clue that you might not be resting in what you have right now. The second thing is mindless social media scrolling. I mean, I think we can all on this one that we've been at some point in our life, we've been in the mindless social media scrolling. But if you all of a sudden realize, oh, I just wasted an hour watching silly reels on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, you might be in a place where you don't have, you're not feeling very much purpose in what you're doing. Whether you are a college student in between classes or you are a stay-at-home mom or you're somebody who on your lunch break, you just need to check out. I would encourage you not to check out. I would encourage you to put your phone away, set social media down for a minute and engage in in your environment. And that could look like a hundred different things. But Mm -hmm. if you find yourself time passing and you've just watched reels on Instagram or Facebook, that could be a really big sign that you are not finding purpose in those small in-between moments. The third one is the constant feeling of FOMO, which I kind of touched on already, but fear of missing out is a good sign that you're not present. If you're constantly thinking of, oh, I wish I was in Hawaii with my friends, or I wish I was shopping at the mall of America, or I wish I was doing this or that, or this or that, the constant feeling that you should be somewhere else than where you are is a really big sign that you're discontent with where you are. Mm Mm-hmm. I could not agree more. I even catch myself doing that with uh, the different seasons. So once winter is like, it's, I mean, right now I'm recording this with you in February. So winter, it's, it's on its last legs, but it's not done yet, you know? And so I find myself catching 
my thoughts going to like, I just can't wait for summer. Every, when summer comes, it's going to be the best. I'm going to be at the lake every day. And, but the truth is I probably won't be at the lake every single day. And I, there are things right now in the winter that I really enjoy doing, like building a snowman in front of our porch. And I can't do the snowman building if I'm obsessing over, you know, someday I'll be at the lake every day. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I agree a hundred percent with just that. If you're constantly thinking of what's the next thing, you're going to miss out on what's right in front of you. Yeah, that is so good. And it comes down to being faithful, right? I think of the story of Joseph again, and I think about how even though his life situations were incredibly unfair, like ridiculously unfair at points, he's in prison at some point. Um, he decides that he's going to serve God even in the midst of prison. And I just look at that in awe and think, wow, he didn't give up being faithful. He didn't give in to bitterness or feeling like, well, you know, I'll just check out for this period of time. But he instead decided to serve God faithfully right in the prison. Yeah, it's, it's all about stewarding your time well. We think about stewarding our money well, But we don't always think about stewarding our time well. And the time we have is precious. And we need to steward that as unto the Lord. Yeah, that's so good. So how could listeners start to implement this into their most mundane parts of their life, even today? Okay, well, I'll use use a personal example for this. So when my oldest, he's 10 years old, when he was about 18 months old, he started showing natural interest in potty training. This might sound funny. And I was a little bit terrified because my first kid, I, I helped potty train some kids I was a nanny for and helped potty train some kids when I was a preschool teacher, but it's totally different game when it's your own kid. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing all the research and how do you do this? And how do you potty train before two, all these things. Right. And I remember there was a, there was a time where I just knew that he had to go number two. Like I just Mm -hmm. knew it. Mom instinct kicked in. I knew the kid had to go. No. And, and so we're sitting in the bathroom. He's on, on the little potty and it is taking forever, like forever. I don't even know how long it was. It was a long time. (laughs) And I'm sitting there in the bathroom with him saying, come on, buddy, you can do it. And he's like, why is the wall purple? And I'm like, cause that's the color daddy picked. And he's like, why is the floor gray? (laughs) I'm like, because that's the color daddy picked. Why is our bathtub brown? And I was like, it's not brown. He's like, it's kind of brown. And I'm just like, dude, just, you you know what needs to be brown is something in the toilet. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. And I just felt like in that moment, it was taking forever for this kid just to do a basic task. Now, obviously for him, it was a very new experience. He'd only been going number two on the potty for so long. But in that moment, I remember such a strong conviction of the Holy Spirit saying, you are going to love looking back and remembering when potty time was the time that you got to connect with his heart and hear all of his silly questions about whatever. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah. And so now I have six kids. I've potty trained all of them at or before age two. And some of those moments when I'm sitting in the bathroom with them, and they're trying to figure out their body function <laughs> has become these beautiful moments. They might not even remember them. They might not 
even think about them ever again. But to me, they're moments I treasure because we get to have silly conversations. We get to count how many flowers are on the shower curtain. We get to count how many squares are on the tile floor. And I get to connect with their hearts. And now if there's anything more mundane than potty training, somebody raise your hand and tell me because <laughs> I will listen. Um, but this is my own personal moment of in this mundane thing that I had to do, I had the mo an opportunity to find joy and to find goodness and beauty in something that felt so mundane and so, you know, in a sense, pointless. Like what good other than having a child who is potty trained could come from these moments? And the goodness was connecting with my two-year-old's heart and mm -hmm. finding that. And there's, we could, we could talk examples all day long, but what about driving in the car? What if you have a long commute to work? We'll just use this example because I used to also have a long commute. You have a long commute. Instead of turning on the radio, why don't you use that 20, 25 minutes and just pray? How much goodness could you um, cause in the kingdom of God if you just pray? Mm -hmm. Or use that time to have a thankful list and just thank the Lord for whatever comes to mind. And those mundane uh, commutes will all of a sudden become so full of life that you will find yourself looking forward to your commute because you're in that commute, you're communing with the Lord. Yeah. And in that time, you're filling this space with goodness, not like, oh, why is there a wreck? Oh, why is that person not going at the roundabout? You know, whatever those thoughts that can come in and even make the mundane feel difficult you'll be filling that space with so much joy in the Holy Spirit. That is so good, especially when there's traffic. <laughs> so true. Um, have you ever heard of the book? It's a book of liturgies. It's called Every Moment Holy. I have not, but now I want to write it down. Oh, Cassie, you, I think you would love it. It's okay. not, you know, a book, a story in any way. Yeah. It's just liturgies and they're basically yeah. prayers that... <laughs> They basically take mundane moments of our lives. They put a prayer to it so that we can practice being present and recognizing God in that very moment. I love that. It's incredible. There's one for like changing a diaper. There's one for waking up in the morning. There's one for preparing food. Just the most boring things. <laughs> I love it. So do you have any resources you would recommend? I do. Actually, I thought of two, two books. Uh one that kind of pulls at my heartstrings and I read it twice uh, in 2020 actually. And it's called God, Where Are You? by John Bervere, Finding Strength and Purpose in Your Wilderness. Mm -hmm. And this book, the first time I read it, I read it in less than 24 hours. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, partially because we we're driving for 12 of those hours. So oh, I just okay. got there and read. <laughs> okay. That's less crazy. <laughs> so less crazy. Uh, we we're driving from Minnesota to Kentucky and I just grabbed that book off Amazon before the trip, I had heard good things. And in our 12 hour day, I read almost all of the book. And then the next morning I finished the book. And, and then while we were on our, that vacation, I actually ended up reading it again to really soak it in. But that book is so good, especially if you are finding yourself in a season where it just feels like the desert and it just feels like, God, where are you in this? Oh my goodness. It it will feed your soul. So good. The second one is super practical. And I love practical books. And I love things that can like 
jumpstart a, a process. And it's called I Dream Big by Havila Cunnington. Now, it's a rewrite on her book, Eat, Pray, and Hustle. But she, re- <laughs> she rewrote it and reshifted some of the thoughts in there. And I really love the rewrite. Um, but it's, it's actually, she takes the story of Joseph and she makes it super, super applicable to our lives. And she talks about the the pit season and the jail season and the rising up season and the fulfillment season. And it is so good and it's so practical. And she wrote it in a way that there's journaling thoughts at the end of each chapter. So there's really pointed questions for you to do some really introspective work on what is your attitude in the pit? What is your attitude in the jail season? And Highly recommend it. I Dream Big by Havala Cunnington. That's a super practical one. And if you're a journaler, like our lovely host, Jenny, you'll love it because there's lots of space to just process your thoughts. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. That's such good news for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to be providing for listeners. I'm going to have a, a free downloadable sheet where it just will provide some journaling prompts for anyone who wants to use them that will help you process what we've talked about, how you can apply it in your life. And all this stuff, because I know that quite a few journalers also listen to these episodes. I, I'm thinking of people right now. So um, <laughs> I'll be providing that. It will be in the show notes. So I'll link whatever we recommended here in the show notes. so You can easily find it. But Cassie, I want to thank you so much for being the guest, because this is such valuable information that if it does not go from our heads to our hearts applied, then we would all be missing out we would literally be missing out on every present moment in our lives. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I just hope your, your listeners have value from this. And, and I think if I was going to summarize it all up is when you become who you're called to be, you'll naturally fulfill what you're called to do. And that becoming happens in those daily mundane moments. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Well, where would, people be able to find you if they just wanted to be like, hmm, I wonder if she has any more wisdom about this. Yeah, I love connecting with new friends. I I say I am a friend to everyone. And so I would love to have new friends. And you can find me on Instagram is probably my number one platform at Cassie Gosen. My last name is G-O-O-S-S-E-N. So two O's, two S's. And I'm sure Jenny will put that in the show notes as well. But Instagram is my go-to, but I'm also on Facebook, same name, and coming soon a podcast. So definitely follow me on Instagram because more thoughts about my podcast is coming soon. That's so exciting. Wow. I'm pumped for you. (laughs) Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so, so honored. Yes. No, I'm honored. Okay. 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 I've got to sign off. Okay. No, I'm honored. No, you're honored. No, I'm honored. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Head to Heart Podcast. It's a joy to record them and a joy to have you listen. I love hearing from you. So if any part of this episode was helpful, go ahead, share it on your Instagram story and tag us. The handle is head to heart underscore podcast. And if you would be so kind, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or our website. It helps out the show so much when you do. We'll be releasing episodes to you every other Friday, so stay tuned and thanks for joining us.